Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Mediocre, Mediocre Minds. Minds. I'm Bona. And I'm Joel. And we are back, um, as promised, to talk about... Wait, as promised? No, because on the last episode, I said that there was that new Black Lives Matter oh, documentary, yeah. oh. and I was like, oh, we should do a talk, we should do an episode on it. And we did watch the documentary, and we are here to talk about it. Here we are. Yes. Um, it's about as disgusting as I thought it was going to be, but actually yeah. I was pretty <clears throat> surprised... Uh, about some of the stuff too right yeah well do you want to qu- give a quick overview about what the documentary was who yeah, made it what was so it called it's a daily wire documentary so you do have to be subscribed to daily wire to watch it but if you want our login information we will give it to you and you can watch it there yeah uh it was i guess produced by candace owens and she's also the interviewer person in the documentary and it's called george floyd the biggest lie ever sold. Wait, I thought it was BLM, the biggest lie. No, ever. it's called George. Wow, Floyd. it's specifically meant talking about George Floyd. Then okay, well, like in the I title. Think, yeah, I think so because that's or I mean I guess I could check again, but I'm pretty sure that's what the title is. Um, but anyway, so yeah, I guess like so yeah, she starts out by. Oh, it just says the it greatest says, lie. Oh, no, yeah. George Floyd and the, and the rise, rise of, of BLM. BLM, the greatest lie ever sold. Yeah. So it starts off um, with the George Floyd incident and kind of like works outwards from there because I think George Floyd was sort of a catalyst that caused BLM to really take off. And yeah. that's and, and it was because of George Floyd that so many people like donated – to BLM and there was just like a lot of solidarity through that event so I think that's why she chose to focus on um, George Floyd specifically and yeah I thought it was really interesting she she wasn't too biased you know what I mean like she wasn't just like oh George Floyd was like a trash human being like you know like she didn't just like totally discount him but instead she just sort of highlighted that he was not a martyr but he was kind of turned into a martyr and sort of like a a a christ-like figure like a figurehead for this new religion which is black lives matter yeah and then from george floyd she kind of branched outward and talked about um black lives matter as a corporation and you know all the money that they've been getting and then where exactly that money was going towards uh and yeah, like it revealed some pretty shocking things, I would say. I think um, one of the most uh, shocking things was just how much money was got, was gained. You mean? Yeah, was gained by BLM, and how little of it actually made it back to the people well, who I needed it. I don't think it. any money made it back to. I mean, like, sure, you could say that some quote-unquote black businesses were supported, but and I guess we'll get into this later, but for example, George Floyd's roommates didn't see a penny of that money, even though after George Floyd's death, they actually had to pay his portion of the rent, you know, and they just had to, all of his belongings, his car, everything were just in their house, and yeah. nobody came to pick it up. <clears throat> 
and they were just kind of talking about how even though his family on the media was like oh like we love my brother like oh blah 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 like our poor like brother he's dead now like what a tragedy but none of his family actually took his stuff from the house like nobody came and visited nobody had like there like george floyd's roommates had never seen any of his family yeah. So what like is there really a relationship there or was it just so that they could get their 7 seconds of fame yeah. kind of thing? Yeah, I don't know. It I was really know. a a lot of it was really sickening. Yeah. Um and okay. A lot of actually I have a, quite a few friends that uh-huh. don't agree with me on my perspective on uh, BLM and the best solution to help racial disparity. So right, a lot right. of people Interesting. don't agree with me. And I hate to preface it preface uh-huh. this podcast with the fact that look a lot of people that listen to this might not know the truth behind why there are racial disparities mm-hmm. and they they're just fed a lot of stuff by um mainstream media, media that's not right-wing clearly because most if not all mainstream media is not right-wing mm-hmm. the issue for me is why do we care so much about the truth and why do we care about documentaries like this it's because I wish things would actually improve for these people, for the black people of America who do live with a lot of racial disparity, who live in poverty, who aren't treated fairly. Or who are like stuck in like cycles of like drug and alcohol and like broken families. Exactly. Like those cycles do exist. Yeah. But it's not because of like systemic racism. Yeah. It's not due to so many things that we are told is the reason for it. Mm-hmm. And the reason why we're so interested in things like this documentary is because we want the truth to be known. We want things to actually improve. Mm-hmm. But none of that is possible if we are continually fed lies yes. like George, the George Floyd incident, BLM, BLM. as an organization yeah. that is trying to, quote-unquote, raise awareness for like the, the lies. That's the thing. Like the, the main, I guess, takeaway message of this documentary was just like BLM earned so much money off of George Floyd and off of like the entire <clears throat> systemic racism argument but ultimately like the only people have who have benefited from BLM is like its founders and the founders friends and family and family like i don't know if there was a single business that gained money that wasn't somehow personally allied with What's the what's the founder's name even? I don't remember. It's like Caprice, Caprice Collards or something. Something like that. Yeah, I don't remember. I can look it up right now. Uh, yeah, it's, it's like something like that. Um, but she like she has like a freaking mansion. You know, BLM as a company has like several mansions. A lot of the founders' friends. Oh yeah, Patrice. Sorry, Patrice Collars. What did I say? Caprice? <laughs> yeah, Caprice. Is that even a name? <laughs> Caprice, son. No, I knew it was something like that. Yeah, Patrice. Um, and and the craziest part is a lot of the organizations that BLM gave money to were like transgender affirming organizations. Like, yeah. I don't know. It was just like so bizarre. I'm like, it was like almost a disproportionate number of them were just like, oh, like, trans activism and, you know, uh, groups that help 
protesters and like teach you how to become a trans activist and stuff. Yeah. And you're like, bro, that's the what? How is that helping like black lives? I don't know, Be- especially because trans people make up such a tiny like percentage of the population in general. And even a tinier percentage of black people. Exactly. So I'm like, how is Black Lives Matter? Like, shouldn't you be trying to help the majority of black people who are struggling or, you know, or whatever? I, I don't get it. I'm, yeah. I don't get it. Well, okay, so uh, probably from what everybody's hearing is that a big theme is that a lot of the money is not going back towards uh, the people who need it. For mm-hmm. example, George Floyd's uh, roommates that he was living in a house with, they received nothing. I said that. Already. Yeah. yeah, I'm just repeating oh, like, okay, as, okay, as yeah. to summarize. Yeah. As well, there's like this area in, um, what, what was the city that this happened in? Uh, you mean George Floyd City? Or, no, there was an area in a city. Minneapolis? Yeah, Minneapolis, yeah. I think, where it's like yeah. the George Floyd. Uh, oh, it was George Floyd Town. Or something weird. No, it like was, like, that, it was right? like a weird autonomous zone that wasn't controlled by the Minneapolis like municipality. Yeah. And so the people who lived there just. It was just like anarchy. Like they yeah. could do whatever they want. Like there was like graffiti everywhere like all the businesses were basically closed yeah. just because they had all been like raided or ransacked and there was this weird like um like shrine. this shrine to george floyd on it like the side so bizarre it was like where he had died they like outlined it and, yeah and there was like flowers and like pictures of him it was it was essentially like an altar yeah. to george floyd and candace owens was interviewing like a, a pastor yeah and he was like showing her around and yeah. stuff, and she was like, "This is kind of just like, why is he being heralded as some kind of messiah?" Yeah. And yeah, the pastor was like, "Yeah, this is like really distressing." And uh, yeah, like I don't know. There's a lot of other black people in history that have made much better impacts. I think at one point Candace said to the pastors, like, yeah. "Who is a black pastor?" By yeah, the way, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, she's like, "Yeah, some people are saying that George Floyd is as prominent and influential as Martin Luther King Jr." Oh and yeah, the and pastor he was like, was That's like "That is absolutely outrageous." Yeah, yeah. but yeah. so, anyways, yeah, yeah, no money has come back to this quote unquote autonomous zone, which we're gonna have to assume is owned and operated primarily by black people. Or yeah, or and like people no, of color. no help has gone back to that area. And yeah, that place no. is a ghost town now. It, yeah, it was it was run down. It was completely I don't even know if anyone lived there. As well, during the BLM protests, because of the fact that George Floyd did unfortunately pass away, mm-hmm. there were a lot of quote unquote protests which became essentially riots in many cities across the country and a lot of those riots actually affected black owned businesses Mm -hmm. and none of those black owned businesses have been received help from blm as the organization at all yeah i I think yeah even when those riots were happening when did they happen like 2020 2020 yeah summer of 2020 yeah like even when those things were happening we were watching it live it was just kind of like dang I think that was because I remember when George Floyd first died, we were more sympathetic to Black Lives Matter, I think. We were more sympathetic for black people. Yeah, okay, fine. But at the time, we didn't realize that Black Lives Matter did not actually represent black people. Like, I thought that the organization was actually okay. Yeah, me too. Right? But then the more you, you find out and the more things kind of got out of hand and spiraled and now that we've watched this documentary, it's just like, 
Oh my goodness. Okay, this is just like a... It's, it's like, just a like a shadow front. organization. Yeah, it's dude. just like a front. And actually, they're just... They're just taking all of those millions of dollars of donations and using it for whatever they want, but it's not, it's like, it's still helping the wealthy few. Yeah, the wealthy black people. Yeah, and like the well, and the ironic thing is they're buying these huge ass mansions in like uh, safe white neighborhoods. Yeah. And leaving their, I guess, their black brothers and sisters to die in the ghettos. I don't know. It's just like, bro, this is just messed up. Yeah. Um, and for a lot of people who think, oh, y'all are just exaggerating. There's no way, there's no way that's actually happening. No, like if you watch the documentary, they provide receipts for everything. They look at all the IRS, like filings and taxes and they show where the donations are going and they look at, oh, for example, like if they're saying that, oh, like $2 million was donated to this independent black owned business. Candace Owens and their team did some snooping and they found yeah. essentially this black owned business is basically a coffee shop yeah. that is owned by Patrice Cullors' friend. Yeah, like stuff like that where you're like, okay. Or they pay Patrice Cullors' brother a disproportionate salary like to it's be... Like eight, it's like, like $800,000 a year yeah. for like security guard or To something. be a security guard. Yeah. For for Black Lives mm. Matter, like like the entire organization, I, I, what? I don't know. I don't. It know. makes it's, no sense. It's basically like it's like uh, what's it called? Uh, nepotism, except just crazy. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, and again, it makes me really upset to see this kind of stuff because again, what do you and I care about? People's lives. Yes. These people in BLM. I don't trust that they actually care about black lives. And that's and that's the problem. Like they've totally taken a like a truthful statement, black lives matter, but they've twisted it so much that now it's it's like doing the opposite. Right? Like now people are very I guess like resentful <clears throat> or, you know, angry yeah. or dis- mistrusting of this black lives matter and then and then I guess, like, as a consequence of that, actual black lives are being affected, right? Yeah. And I don't know. It's it's just, like, annoying. And yeah. It's just so bad. Like, what? These are your own people. And you've, you've disguised your sketchy behavior under a, a guise of, of righteousness. Yeah. It's really, really yeah. sad. And who knows who the next George Floyd they're going to martyr to get millions of more dollars is. It's just, I don't know. Yeah. Do you think, is Black Lives Matter still, like, a really popular... Because I remember when Black Lives Matter was in its heyday, a lot of people had it, like, in their bios, right? Like, oh, like, go support Black Lives Matter here. Or, like, they had it as their profile picture, like, the little fist or whatever. Oh, yeah. I feel like, I mean, it seems like the the hype has since died down. But I'm assuming Mm -hmm. it's probably still a fairly prominent thing. Well, the thing is, like, the hype for the organization has probably died down. But the ramifications of what the organization was promoting for two yeah. years, that has actually skyrocketed in right. terms of intersectionality, yeah. race sensitivity training, all yeah. this all this stuff in public society now has mm-hmm. exploded. Yeah. Before 2020, before George Floyd, there like yes, we understood that there were racial disparities and we understood that racism existed but not in the systemic way that was being promoted so much during 2020. Yeah, definitely racism has increased since 
Black Lives Matter, which is like a, a terrible irony. Yeah. Yeah. But not racism against black people. Oh no, it's racism against white people. Or any other people. Guess what, everybody? Interracial crime, especially interracial violence, do you know like the majority, like what the biggest number that would be? What? You would think, if you believe everything that BLM and the uh, left tell you, you would think that it's, oh, it's definitely white, white people, people killing black violence people. against black people. Or any other race of violence against black people. Guess what, mother effers? It's black people against Asians. Yep. I've heard that too. Y'all can miss me with your fake uh, sympathy for BLM and uh, interracial violence. Nobody is coming to the aid of Asian people getting assaulted all the time by black people. It's because we're like a, what's it called? Model minority. Model minority. Like we have enough privilege that people don't actually care that we're not white. (laughs) Yeah. Where's my yellow square on Instagram, mother effers? Lol. Yeah. I I know. Like, and honestly, I... Like, I don't even think it matters if it's, like, black on Asian violence or black on black violence. Like, there's just a lot of bad things happening in the world. And the fact that they're trying to pin it on just, like, one thing, which is... White people? Like, white people. That makes no sense. Like, they're, like, a scapegoat for everything. It's like the Holocaust all over again, where the Jewish people were just scapegoats for, like, the entire German economy, like, going down to the gutter. Yeah, which means if you are promoting, like, anti-white hate or anti-white violence and all this kind of stuff, you are basically allowed to say whatever you want. Yeah. And you'll experience zero ramifications. You might even be supported. And you got to be careful because if you were swapping the races and you were saying things like, you know what, I feel like black people commit a lot of the crimes that we see that are violent. Guess what? You could be canceled for saying that. But. If you make false statements about, like, I feel like white people commit a lot of violence, um, a disproportionate amount of violence against black people, nobody's going to bother fact-checking you. Yeah, basically. I don't know. It's just, like, that and on top of the whole, like, supporting the transgender movement, which now it makes so much sense why transgenderism has also exploded over the past, like, two years. You know what I mean? Like, is it just me, or it's like suddenly transgenderism is just everywhere? Yes. And like it is gender reassignment everywhere. surgery is just, it's like, it's exploded. Like, I feel like definitely before the pandemic, it was pretty much unheard of to like mutilate children. And now, two years later, it's like legal in many areas. Well, this just goes on like a, like, besides the fact that, yes, transgenderism. But do you uh, think no, but do you think that it's because millions of dollars like went into these organizations that have like been promoting be. and like like picketing for transgenderism? Yeah. Do you think there's a correlation cuz that's what I was thinking when I was watching the the documentary and I was like, yeah, it's it's weird how both of these things have increased substantially <clears throat> since 2020. Okay. I think that um, or maybe it's just because we're. I don't broke. believe that this rise in transgenderism is natural. Oh, it definitely I, is not. It, I feel like it has been orchestrated and at the quote unquote grassroots level with all these mm-hmm. smaller um, uh, companies or smaller right. organizations, uh, organizations yes. that have received money from leftist leaning like larger organizations like BLM. Yeah. I feel like mm-hmm. what they are doing has 
been slowly and slowly at the grassroots uh, advancing transgenderism mm-hmm. as an idea, mm-hmm. like an idea, and even like you can say and like an, an ideology, and indoctrinating, yes. and continually the indoctrinating yes. the children, and then. The problem is, it's not a linear increase. It's like mm-hmm. an exponential increase. Yeah. Because these organizations like BLM spawn smaller companies. Mm-hmm. They spawn even more. More money gets funneled everywhere. Yeah. And it starts exploding like, to take a phrase from uh, Matt Walsh today, like a cancer on society. Yeah. And yes, you could say that this is a very progressive way that uh, society is going towards. But... Again, Matt Walsh said, cancer also progresses. And this and is a cancer yeah, on society right now. And it's not like a... It's not like a natural progression either. It just came... It feels like it came out of nowhere, you know? It's like, yesterday, men were men, women were women. Biology existed. You know, children needed to be protected. And now today, it's like, no. Like, children... Like, 11-year-olds can be drag queens... Kids can go to like strip clubs. Be, uh, like children in the year womb. Old, yeah, fourteen-year-old girls can have their boobs chopped off. Yes, you can it's invert just, your penis. Yeah, just do whatever you want. It's just craziness. It feels like it all happened overnight, or maybe it's just we weren't paying attention, and it was just so insidious for so long. But, no, I think you're right. It definitely right? exploded. Like I feel yeah. like BLM exploded, and then all of these things exploded, and at the, at time, the same time. We didn't think there was a connection, but after this documentary, like there's there's definitely some kind of correlation there. Well, it's like it's as if like uh, transgenderism sort of like hopped onto the train. It's like, hey, we're bringing awareness to Black Lives Matter. Hey, let's also bring awareness to this thing, and it's equally valid because we're both suppressed and oppressed, and uh, yeah, you know, yeah, we, we also like belong I, yes. in the spotlight. And nobody like wanted to be like uh, nobody wanted to be insensitive and say no. We can't do that right now. Yeah. We're focused on BLM. No, they just let you know what? Yeah. Let's also focus on this and let's fight for trans black rights or well, black trans rights or whatever that. And then that just exploded <laughs> for everybody else. Well, and also I think like Patrice Collar Colors is she's like non-binary or something. Or her, her quote unquote wife is non-binary. Yeah. Like her partner is transgender. Like her partner used to be a woman but she had gender reassignment surgery and now is like male presenting, I guess. So yeah. obviously this is like an extremely, I guess, like personal driven cause Yeah. as well. Like yeah. there's like she's not just doing Clearly. this because she's passionate about transgender. It's like obviously she herself is a member of this LGBTQ plus XYAZ community. Right. So, I mean, I don't know. Like, obviously, you will support things you believe in. But this kind of belief system is just wrong, and it's dangerous, and it's very distressing. And how many, of, on, on average and percentage-wise, is it a majority of black people that support trans rights? Or, like, not even, like, trans like, rights, or the idea of transgenderism f- at all? F- is it really a majority of black I people? Know. I, I don't I really know. don't think so. I feel like, unfortunately, a lot of black people are assumed to be left-leaning because it's assumed that the left supports black people more. But I just don't think that's true. You know, like... Verbally speaking, yeah. We could yeah. say, like, the like left-leaning people but, support black people more. But in terms of action-wise, yeah. I do not believe that that's yeah. true at all. And you, you can fight me on that. I really do not think 
like historically, that democratic no. or left-leaning or liberal policies well, have really helped out black people more like, than the opposite. This is like a, almost a completely different subject, but yeah, like the whole welfare state thing just like wrecked this current generation of like black Americans, I think. And that was like a left policy that was influ- and like like even the abortion thing kind of kind of relates to like black black america as well right like the whole like oh like we want to get rid of like black children yeah and, guess like, what and, planned like, parenthood and, was based on the idea of uh what is not it's called eugenics yeah they try they wanted to get rid of black people so right? they put planned parenthood exactly. abortion clinics into black neighborhoods and now like i think black women are like what what was the figure it was some crazy figure it was like 70 percent of like all abortions are it like is definitely black a women. disproportionate yes. majority so like that in and of itself should speak volumes about like where the actual problem is coming from and it's not right-wing policies that's for sure like bro wake up wake up sheeple <laughs> death to the sheep you remember that sign we saw in hawaii Oh, yeah, that was funny. Somebody just graffitied in humongous letters on, like, the side of an abandoned building in Hawaii. Death to the sheep. Yeah. Yeah, that's awful. Yeah, but... Anyways, Anyways yeah, it just, I, I would highly recommend people go on Daily Wire and check out some of their stuff. Like, this documentary is a good one. What is a woman? A classic. Well, that was an instant classic. That man. was, like, an instant classic. Yeah. Trending for weeks. Let's go. Yeah, I wonder, I actually haven't seen this documentary trending at all, and I wonder if they realize that negative press for them is still going to be, like, good overall. So I wonder if they're suppressing the trending ability of this documentary. Yeah, Like, you mean Daily Wire is suppressing it themselves? No, like, Twitter or Facebook or, like, social media. Because, like, for example... When what is a woman, woman was trending, uh-huh. basically the Daily Wire said, "Hey, thanks. Yeah, this was our biggest success right. ever." Oh, so Twitter doesn't want Daily Wire to trend again. Something like that, right? Maybe. So that's why I haven't really Honestly, seen much I news be, about I this. I wouldn't be surprised if there's some kind of algorithm that's suppressing people seeing it on their feeds and whatever. Because remember, I like reposted that thing about abortion or what was it i reposted something or no i reposted your post right about abortion and it was definitely suppressed on facebook oh yeah like it was defo suppressed on facebook because i have a lot of liberal friends and if they had seen that there were there would have been words but i think either it was suppressed by facebook or i'm just blocked by a lot of people now i have no idea it or could maybe be both. they turned off notifications It for honestly me. <laughs> could be both. Lol. Maybe, but yeah, I don't know. I definitely think the documentary should be should be watched. And I feel especially bad for the people who just kind of naively donated, you know? Yeah. Like it's not like if you donated to Black Lives Matter or you used to be like a supporter or you still are a supporter, like, don't feel bad. Like, I'm not trying to shame you. I'm not trying to say you're stupid. Like, I also initially thought that it was a legitimate organization with a good cause and was run with integrity. But it's just, you know, like, you can't always believe what the media feeds you as far as the truth, yeah. I guess, you know? And so 
I mean, like, even BTS, like, donated to Black Lives Matter when all that madness was going on. And, like, obviously, they, they're in Korea. They don't know. But just based on what they've heard, you know, they thought that it was a good cause. And so out of that genuine concern, they donated a million dollars. Yeah. And it's just, it's just so despicable that all of these good-hearted, like, well-intentioned donations are being used just to further the lavish wealth of a yeah. few people and at the very top yeah yeah and pushing this transgender agenda and all this all this other nonsense that maybe people don't even agree exactly. with exactly like when you donate to black lives matter you expect it to maybe go towards like inner city schools or like black neighborhoods or like scholarships or something for like black students and nope. whatnot but no nope. it's like none of that it's like what like it's only helping the top one percent that just managed to fool the masses i guess like, i don't yeah, know the it's amount just, like, of bizarre. like crazy mansions and real estate that has been purchased by blm because of all this I is know. staggering and they and they write it off as like oh this is like a business related property we're gonna have retreats here you know like it's it's like a place where black lives can like black people can come to like you know like be unburdened or whatever it's like um no this is just like a mansion with a pool in the backyard and like a person just lives there you know it's bizarre yeah I don't terrible know. stuff yeah anyways did you have anything else you wanted to say about this matter there was a lot going on in the document it felt um it didn't feel too long but there, it was like jam-packed with a lot of information yeah, yeah. no i I feel like people really should watch this documentary. Um, we didn't go over everything yeah. that the documentary was talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't even go over like the fa- like the what do you call it the the farce that was the George Floyd incident. We, mm-hmm. we didn't even talk about yeah, that really. Like just how it was. The Derek Chauvin 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 Chauvin, Chauvin trial. Derek Chauvin. We didn't even talk about yeah, like I, how that's false the other thing. Like the I don't understand. Floyd were like what happened to all the evidence. Okay, what this is what happened, Bona. There was overwhelming media presence that basically said there is no way the public would accept a not guilty verdict. Right. And there were so many basically like public threats uh-huh. against the idea that if they let Derek go free, uh-huh. the jury was next or something like right, that. Like right. they basically threatened So they like blackmailed public Right. Uh, the public and the mainstream media basically subtly and sometimes not so subtly blackmailed the jury into doing what they wanted. Oh there's no gosh. way. Based on the propensity the of evidence, there's yeah. no way Derek should be in jail. Right, because there was so much evidence. Like, George Floyd like had like a lethal amount of fentanyl in his blood. Also, uh, diagnosed uh, with a larger heart, heart problems, yes. cardiovascular problems, etc. And the fact that he was, like, already, like, even before they got him on the ground, he was like, I can't breathe, I can't breathe. Like, okay, so he already was having trouble breathing, probably because of the freaking fentanyl overdose. And he also wasn't listening to the officers. Yeah, and he resisted arrest for, like, however many minutes or whatever. And it's just like, bro, if you look at the evidence objectively... Like, yes, it's unfortunately he died, but whether or not all of these events transpired, he probably would have died anyway. It's just unfortunate that there was an altercation with the police and the police happened to be there restraining him when he passed. 
I don't know. It's just, bruh. Yeah, bruh. there's like so many things that they didn't even they because I was following the trial via watching sorry listening to the Ben Shapiro show. Yeah, and I just remember like a lot of the evidence that they used. For example, like an like a, a trachea airway choke versus mm-hmm. a. Uh, a shoulder uh, restraint or something or like even like a blood choke uh-huh. cutting off your arteries yeah one of them can be lethal the other one is not uh-huh. and they were arguing when they brought in the experts yeah that yes it was like an airway choke and for uh-huh. sure that would have killed him uh-huh. another basic the, the same expert yeah i think was like asked well what if based on the angle it was like a like an artery like cutting off the blood uh-huh. choke could that kill someone and they basically said like Compared to the trachea airway choke, no. Right. As well, in the documentary, they show that based on the closer angle from the other uh, police officer's body camera, Derek Chauvin's knee wasn't even on George Floyd's neck, man. It was on, it was his, on his shoulder. Like, it was on his shoulder blade for most of it, yeah. And then also, didn't they say that there was no injury to the neck area? Yeah, they found zero injuries to the external body and internal body at all that would re- would at all be related to what Derek did. There was yeah. nothing. Like I think in the end, like what did they say the cause of death was then? Like asphyxiation or like I, I guess a heart so. attack from stress or what about the fentanyl though? Oh, nobody wants to talk about that. Oh my. So yeah, I think yeah that 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 was a farce yeah. in and of itself. Which yeah. we again we just and quickly just, talked about. It's like just a so sad because like ultimately a man died right it's a tragedy but don't paint it into something it's not right it's it's a tragic case of a troubled guy who had addiction problems and unfortunately he wasn't able to get out of that cycle and he had so many run-ins with the police and obviously you know many encounters with illicit drugs and that's what took his life in the end it's not about, like, systemic racism in the police force or, like, police brutality against black guys. Like, that is, like, irrelevant to the conversation. But now, like, his death has been, like, corrupted by all of these lies. So he can't even, like, properly mourn and just, you know, be sad that a guy died because it's been so politicized. Yeah. Yeah. And not only that... But they're out for blood because, guess what? Now Derek, who I believe is an innocent man, in terms of the charge of murder? Yeah, yeah, not murder. premeditated murder? Like, at most, like, I don't know, just fire him or something, Or, like, manslaughter. Like, Like he was involved in something that caused the death. I don't don't even think it's a criminal charge. I think at most he would just be let go of the police force. You know, like, discharged from the from being a police officer. Something like that. Yeah. Because, you know, someone did die. Jail for 11 years, though? I don't think it, it was more than 11 years. It was like 20-some years or something. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't I'm pretty sure it was like quite a number of years because his mom was saying how by the time he gets out, she and her dad and the dad probably won't be there anymore. So it's got to be like a, a substantial amount of time, I'm pretty sure. But... Yeah. So there yeah, the documentary um went oh. into depth about that too. Yeah, it's twenty one years. Yeah, twenty one years. With parole or without parole? I don't know. It does have Also he's years. like in solitary confinement. Like, yo, that man's mental health is definitely shot. Yeah, I don't understand. Yeah. <sighs> but yeah, it's just 
Very, very troubling stuff, unfortunately. Yeah, and again, all of this to further the pockets of wealthy black people in the BLM organization. Patrice? I, I think she, like, like left social media. after Like, Candace went to her house to try to get an interview, and then she just was like, oh my gosh, Candace is, like, harassing me outside my own home. And then Candace was like, that's, like, literally a lie. I just went to your gated community and politely asked if I could speak to someone, and I couldn't see a black person on the premise. You know, yeah. like, I don't even know if black lives matter here. There's, like, no black life to be seen. Yeah, lol. That was and then, funny. And then Patrice, like, deleted all of her Instagram. And just, I don't think like, it was Patrice, actually. But it was definitely, like, another higher-up member of BLM. No, it was. It was Patrice. Was it really? Yeah. Like, I remember, because I, I searched up her Instagram handle afterwards, because it was in the documentary. And, yeah, there was just this one post being, like, I need to, like, take some time to, like, help myself. And she had deleted all of her previous posts and whatever. And then all the comments were disabled, blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah, it was like, bro. That's effed up. Yeah. But she definitely lied. Yeah. Like, she made it sound like like Candace, like, went to her house and was, like, harassing her. <laughs> yeah. And, that's... like, I don't know, like, threatening her life and, like, trespassing. It's like, uh, no. What is one, like, incredibly... Okay, no offense to Candace, she does not look like the, she does not look like, uh, you know, a WNBA player, for example. Oh, no, she's quite petite for yeah. a black woman. What is one single petite black lady going to do in a gated community filled with rich white people against your armed security officers, probably? What is she going to do that's actually going to threaten your life? Yeah. What is Don't she going to do? Don't give me that victim victimization self-victimization I, yeah. I searched up patrice colors on instagram and the first video i see is like instagram versus reality and oh, they yeah. show a reel of patrice yeah. basically like crying on camera about how yeah. she's being threatened by candace and yeah. then it immediately switches over to the candace's point of view where it's like hello is anybody here yeah like <laughs> she's just like standing there being like hey like is anybody home like i'd like to talk to somebody and she's yeah. just like standing out are there any the black game. people here yeah I don't see anybody. Yeah. <laughs> sort, of, sort of weird. Yeah. Uh, anyways. Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess I, that's the end of our rant. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have anything? No. Final thoughts no. to add? Nothing. No. Yeah. Anyways, uh, just to be clear, we do think that black lives matter. We just think the organization is shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Really, really bad. Yeah. But, but black people, we love. You know, yes, because they're also made in the image of God. Nothing wrong with black people, and black people' lives do matter, but so do the lives of everybody else. And we should just stop creating more divisiveness, stop dividing society further. Yeah, intersecting everybody. It's like, no, can we just let let's just like deal with the universal problems that yeah. come with being sinful humans? You yeah, know? Mm-hmm. yeah. Anyways. That is all, my friends. Thank you so much for listening. Yeah, tune in next time where we uh, probably rant about something else. Yep. Bye. See ya.